Yo, what's good, YouTubes? This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP, that is the Everyday City Carry podcast. Today we've got a special guest, man. I know I always say that, but this guy is a homie of mine. You all have helped me hound this guy to try to be on the podcast. We've got JT's Knife Life on today. Yo, what's up, JT? I finally got you on. Were people hounding you to get on the podcast? There were a few. Yeah, it's uh, it's finally happening, though. There were uh, a couple emails that I got and some Instagram messages saying that, that Ray was hounding them to hound me. So so it made it. The, the message came through loud and clear. But, you know, the big problem with it was the Internet. I was really just concerned. I have DSL. I don't know why I'm looking over there at the... The, the box, but um, I have DSL because of this contract with AT&T that I'm trying to get out of and, uh, and get something new, but um, I was always concerned that it just wasn't going to stream very well and that it wasn't going to look good, so we'll see. Hopefully it works out. You know what, man? I think that people don't even care. They just want to see us interact together because so many of the people that watch, not just me, but other people that we know, like our niche of knife reviewers, they just love your channel, man. Like everyone has nothing bad to say about it. They're like, JT's videos are great. Get JT on, get JT on. And uh, I must have made maybe four or five videos using your JT sticker. And I was like, look, you guys yeah. got out of <laughs> And finally they did it, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. How's this? Uh, how's life been treating you, man, with this whole quarantine stuff? What's it like in Florida right now? I'm not quarantined. I'm I'm still working. So today's actually just a scheduled day off. So I'm planning on going back to work tomorrow morning. And I mean, I'm in a restaurant, and we had to close down a lot of the business. Like, there's no dining inside the building right now. So we let go 55 employees. We, um, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's crazy, like, and everywhere, all the people that I know, all my friends in the industry, it's like, it's, it's suffering, but I mean, everything, every person that I interact with and every place I go, everything seems to be somewhat normal, just a little bit different. I know New York City is like really different and, and it's really, really serious there, but, um, I mean, yeah, as bad as it is. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, like, I coughed because I drank the coffee. I, I'm not part of the Wuhan clan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you got it. You had it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, so. it, it, it's just something where, like, obviously things have changed, but day to day and moment to moment, you don't see it. It's just when you step back and get the bigger picture, you know, that um, that it's just sort of mind boggling of all the things that are happening. And, and where it's going to go. So, I don't know, you, you can only be positive and, and try to try to just get through today and see what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, uh, in New York City right now, I have not left my apartment since Monday. So, um, I was going to go to work, but my family was really concerned because my lung collapsed when I was 23. I have both of them back, though. I regenerated like Wolverine, so I still have two lungs. But, you know, with past complications, if I were to get it, even though I'm young and I'm, I'm healthy, um, they were really worried. So they said, just stay home. The shop, the A-list CBD shop was open up until last night. 
we were going to close on Friday, but we got a ton of messages saying like, please, you know, we need to pick up whatever we can pick up, you know, CBD wise before you guys close, because I think New York City is going to go in full like shutdown. Um, I think the, any everything except like groceries, just sort of necessity, like businesses can open, but everyone else is encouraged to close. And I think everybody uh, kind of followed that. Like my girl's um, gym is closed. All the gyms are closed. It's just kind of weird, man. You know, it's a nerd's dream, though, because I get to stay home. I get to, like, catch up on all my shows. I get to just, you know, kind of just hang out at home and I, I'm still getting paid. Um, how has it affected your sort of content creation? Have you kind of did a different strategy or? Um, I'm trying to make more videos because I know there's people that want more content right now. And I've had some of those conversations. Uh, but again, like my daily life, my work schedule hasn't changed yet. It's actually, if anything, I'm working longer hours. So it's not like there's this extra time for me, you know, and that's the thing that's like, so, so crazy about it is that when you like, yeah, it's a nerd's dream and just being able to chill and hang out and watch movies and all that stuff. Um, so the, the personal thing for the people who are quarantined, isn't really that big of a thing. It's when you look at the big picture and the economy and all that stuff, where that's where the change is. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Ho hopefully that can be repaired. Uh, for me, I've sort of anticipated that I might end up being out of work, but we haven't gone full shutdown in Florida yet. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen, but I sort of get the feeling that it will. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, we're not going to, you know, this is not COVID podcast like the whole time. <laughs> I just feel like it's necessary since it is the hot topic right now yeah. to hear us talk about it. Um, like I, I, I don't know where I'm at with it. I, I don't. I definitely, I'm worried about my folks more than me. You know, um, Kelly cannot stand to be home, bro. She is going crazy right now because she's been out of work too. And I'm just like watching anime. She's watching anime with me. We're playing Borderlands. I'm, I'm making more videos. You know, I've done three podcasts this week already. Uh, last week, and this is the first one for this week. I'll probably do another one with Kelly. So I've definitely been going harder since I've been home. Uh, let's go back to the content creation thing on your end. How do you go about making videos? Like when you get a knife, for example, it's new. Like, do you sit down? Do you write? Do you just brainstorm somehow? I don't. I don't write at all. Wow. Like like, like almost ever, the only times that I ever write when I'm making a video is when um, it's a topical video, like when I'm talking about steel and how I like feel about certain things and things that matter, I'll take notes over the course of like a few weeks and like have them like next to me while I'm filming. And that way I can like make sure to hit all the high points. When it's a review, I almost never, never have anything written down, you know, I, and uh sort of it sort of ends up being off the cuff but what what has happened a lot over the course of time was i would screw up the videos at the beginning and i'm not like an editing guy the way you are i, I edit a little bit but like for the first couple years it was one take and like that's it not necessarily like push record and that's the one i'm using but if i'm three minutes in and i screw something up and trip over my words too much i'm deleting the whole thing and starting over so what was happening with a lot of the early reviews is like the first four minutes, I'd done it like 20 times by the time I got it right. So it was almost memorization because I was saying the same things over and over again, trying to get it right. 
And like videos were taking an hour, hour and a half to record sometimes, you know, the, the, the 10 minute video. So that was the process for me. And now I've gotten to the point where like, I've sort of figured out just like doing it so many times, I've figured out what I want to say. And like, like I have my routine and when I screw it up a little bit, I'm a little bit less like picky about it than I was at the beginning. Like at the beginning, I was like, oh man, I, I said that wrong. Like I can't edit in words. I just have to start the whole thing over and you know, so. Speaking so, of the no beginning, writing, man, you know. dude, you were at the very beginning, like you were one of the people that encouraged me to like do YouTube. I like watched your YouTube and then I remember you hit 1K and you were like, I can't believe I hit a thousand you know, um, subscribers. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start one now. And man, I, I feel like I used to put so much more work, like editing work into my old videos, but I realized yeah. it wasn't viable to do that weekly. And I wanted to give content like a few times a week. Um, that's why the podcast is great because I get to chat with you guys, which people love, and then I get to do the solo ones, and uh, I don't feel as much pressure to do this like big blockbuster video because <laughs> I'm not from that world actually. Like I don't, I, I, I just learned how to do it a little bit, and I could like kind of trick people into thinking like I'm this like cinematographer, but I'm not, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, back to the editing on your end, too. I just realized this right now. So I know I love how you put the font in the beginning, right? I'm going to give you the, the coolest tip, and you're going to use this in every video, okay? Uh-huh. All right. So you know in Kinemaster, right, when you do the uh-huh. font, and you scroll down on the side menu all the way on the bottom, there are these three options that you can choose. One says outline, and the other one says shadow, and I think the other one says inner shadow. If you click all of those on and change them all to black, your font will pop much better on the screen. So you know how sometimes when you're doing a knife review and there's some light, like the, the white letters look kind of faded? Yeah, yeah. If you, if you click those three boxes and, and pick the, the color as black, It'll always pop, no matter what background you're on. I learned that like not too long ago, and it has huh. made such a huge difference. And it's a small thing; it's not even editing. You just gotta click the box. That's it. Yeah, but I, I struggle with that, dude. I, like, <laughs> like I'm trying to put words, trying to put words on the screen, and I'm like, God, it's white against a light background. Like, I, yeah, you know, and it's stupid because you uh, you can spend all this time making the video, and then sometimes for me, not being like the most tech savvy person. Sometimes putting words on the screen for six seconds can take like 10 minutes. And I'm like, shit, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, when you put the specs part in the beginning, I noticed that you do that all the time now. Yeah, but yeah. that's all, I don't remember. That's because of you. Like, you're the one who, who told me about the app. Yeah. I, I realized the world was going to pass me by if I didn't start doing something like that, you know? And it also gives me the freedom from a creative standpoint to sort of stick to, and this might be a cop-out. Some people might see it as a cop-out, but I don't mind when I miss stuff in a review. Like you're not meant to watch JT's review of this knife. And that's the be all end all. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give one perspective, you know, and, and if you're only looking at my channel for everything you need to know about the knife, I think that's a mistake, but having the specs there at least like gives people the information and it also keeps me from being like a slave to just delivering that information and being able to just sort of be more myself, which, you know, is the goal and not worry about, oh, I didn't talk about 
the thickness of the edge or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. Like, like whoever else will, will tell that in their review, go watch that one too, you know? Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that, man. That's why I put the specs. Cause sometimes I forget so many things and I kind of just would rather be myself. I think the people that watch my channel, like just want to see me like experience this knife or whatever. I mean, I don't, I feel like I have not learned much, honestly, but I, I'm very passionate about it. It's so crazy that I feel like I have not learned much, but I am more into the hobby now than before. Like I, you know, when I see things, I'm like, oh shit, that's so cool. Like I, I haven't lost that yet, but I definitely, I feel like I haven't learned much, man. Well, it's just funny how it is because you can get sort of pigeonholed into the things that you like and then not really branch outside beyond that. So, you know, you can know everything about like the things that you're into about it. But then when it comes to, you know, when me, when it comes to like thickness behind the edge and those measurements, I don't know what those when people say it's 10, one ten thousandth behind the edge. Like, okay, what does that mean? You know, like, is it thin or is it thick? Like, does it cut or does it not cut? Like, I, you know, so I don't really... <laughs> I don't really always branch out to, to learn things um, outside of what I'm interested in until it really applies to something that I might need in the moment. And then all of a sudden you've got a whole world of new information to learn. Yeah. Uh, what is like probably like the top thing that you look for in a knife? You know, for me, uh, aesthetics and action is probably I can't even I can't even say which one I like more. I look for more. It's usually aesthetics and action because that's like what makes it fun for me, right? Like the the ergos is probably second in that or third. Uh, how about you? So there was a guy who left a comment on one of my early videos like years ago, and he said, if there is one little thing that bugs you about a knife and you have another knife, you're never going to carry that first knife, right? So like it's not... And, and he was talking about it in context of, well, if you, um, it's not nitpicky when you're nitpicky, because if you're not going to carry it because of this thing, then it's significant. And so for me, like those things that if I have a knife that doesn't lock up really well, like, why would I carry that if I have another knife that does lock up? Like that's for me, that's really the be all end all. I hate up and down. I like really, I really hate up and down pocket clip stuff. Doesn't really bother me that much. Um, hardware bothers me like if i have if if i have crappy hardware on a knife and like i have the bad experience of trying to disassemble it and put it back together like even if it comes back together right i look at that knife and i just get pissed off and i'm like no <laughs> so, you mean if the screws so, get stripped easy yeah or if it's just like too much loctite like there's the the case oh. in southern grind uh shark tooth i did a um I did a first look like overview of it before I had disassembled the thing. And I was super high on that knife and really liked it. I haven't done the full review yet. And when I do, it's going to be like night and day because I was so pissed off and irritated at like the struggle of taking that knife apart and, um, and just how not user friendly it was and how cheap the hardware, you know what I mean? That kind mm -hmm. of stuff can sort of poison me to a model a little bit, even though it might not affect how it's actually used, just your perception of it. Yeah. So. How often do you, uh, I guess you do it a lot because you mod a lot of stuff, right? I, I don't open my knives. I don't like try to disassemble them at all because I'm such a pussy, I think. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm scared of the hardware getting messed up. You know, um, like I'll just 
you know, like screw like a certain way and I'll strip it. Like that's happened to me so many times. Yeah. It doesn't go back together correctly. It's never centered and it like annoys me. You know, my ADHD is like, it's not in the center. I'm not going to use it anymore. So I, I stopped disassembling stuff. But I think that was one of the things that that's one of the things that I miss now because I was trying to get into modding before. Um, do you have any like do you have like the what is that like the Weeha like uh, bits or whatever yeah. is that what you use? That's what I use. I mean, I use whatever's lying around. I also have um, for the T6. I think the Weeha is really good just because uh, just because the smaller drivers you want them to just be better quality. T8 it doesn't really seem to matter as much to me. I have like the Kershaw Torx tool, which is like eight bucks or something, mm-hmm. and that and that works fine. Um, I disassemble almost everything, uh, almost everything that I get at this point. And I mean, just to see what's inside and just to like, like a lot of times with the action too, what I noticed in that case is actually a really good, um, a really good example is that just disassembling it and just cleaning it and doing my own lubricant on it improves the action a lot. So I try to take everything apart to get a better understanding of it. I'm not modding much anymore though. Like not much at all. It's just, it's just not in the cards. So it's really just a curiosity thing to see what's inside and see how it ticks. Yeah, I, I did definitely notice that when I would take knives apart and they would come back together like properly after I cleaned it up, you know, put some whatever, like whatever lube it, I have at the time. Um, it makes the action much better. I was actually interested in that shark tooth knife, man. It, it, mm-hmm. It's worth it. I mean, it's. It's an expensive one, I think, but it's a good design. It's a really good design, but I'm I'm still a little bitter about it. <laughs> How much did you so, pay for it? I think they're one eighty, so it's a little, little high for yeah, a little high when you compare to some of the other things on the market. What is that? S thirty five. S thirty five. Aluminum. An aluminum. aluminum yeah. Yeah. I read so, about it on Knife News, I remember, and I was really excited about it. I was like, wow, this is so cool that Case is making this. And then I'm like, man, 180 is kind of steep for that, man. Well, and and they don't they don't market like you don't see it anywhere. It just it's out and it's available. And same thing with like the case in Southern Grind, um, the CG01, that that one they did a couple of years ago that I like so much. Like no one has that knife, and it's a great <laughs> knife. Maybe a little high in the price range, like 190. Also, same materials, but I don't know. It's worth it. It's a good knife. Are you? Uh, were you planning to go to Blade? No, I no. was not planning to go to Blade because. Do you the, think it's going to go through? Um, I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Uh, unfortunately, just look just projecting my guess is that when everything sort of comes back to a sense of normalcy i don't think that people are going to be all about like yeah let's get 5000 people together or however many people you know like like the, i don't think it's going to be that soon that people are going to want to be crowded together for 3 days like a convention style will it, will it happen i hope so i mean I, i really hope it does even though i i won't be able to go um but the baby is actually due that that first day of play show Like that's the due date. That's how my wife told me we were having a baby. She goes, "I've got great news. We're having a baby. You can't go to Blade Show." <laughs> Those are her words. And I was like, "Well, way to put a damper on a thing." I was about to get really. Like, but but what if she comes early? Like, then can I go? So. 
That's yeah. awesome, man. Congratulations on that, by the way. I think the knife community was really happy for you. That's one of the things that's just awesome. I mean, it, we all say it. The knife community is like just really chill, really supportive. You know, I, I remember you were doing uh, the raffles and stuff for Nick Maffey. And mm -hmm. as soon as I see any of my friends like post something like that, like whatever I can spare, like I'll put in, you know, like I don't have a lot of money, but like I sure. feel this sense of camaraderie because I've been in part of like other cliques, other sort of niches before, but I've never experienced something like this. You know what I mean? Where people are like, oh, like remember when Big Red, uh, his, his son got into an accident? Remember that? Yeah. And he made a post. I just saw like post after post of people like, are you okay? Is he okay? Things like that. Um, you know, the, the, the raffle for Nick. It was just crazy, man. I've, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, there's, there's so much of it. There's so much of it in the community. And what's funny is, you know, everybody has their own little like group that they're a part of. And then you find out that someone in another group that you know through like some other guy, you know, they have something going on and you just realize like it, it's it's a very large web that even as connected as we feel, we're not even seeing all of it, you know? And the thing that was awesome about Nick, uh, about that raffle and that experience and everything that's happened since he passed, uh, the thing that's been great about it is just like people I don't even know, like don't even know of in the community that like, he touched to such a degree yeah you know and so it's, so it's bringing more people together when you start to see you're like geez he was like he was involved in this and this guy like has this story and i don't even know who this guy is but he's mm -hmm. like you know um that's one of those things like i, I wish he could see like what that what yeah. that scope was because i mean that it's, it's been as bad as that whole situation is just seeing that was like it was pretty incredible yeah, man, people really come together in the community. It, it was crazy. I was talking about this. Uh, I think the EDC community is so vast, right? But we're so, like, closed in. You know what I mean? Um, when I compare other circles in, in YouTube, because I watch so much other YouTube, man. I, I watch so way too much, actually, that our the EDC community, like, is still, like, a baby. But it's huge. You know what I'm saying? Like when I look at like um, people that do photography, for example, or people that do cinematography or like tech reviews, video gamers, things like that. The EDC community is pretty big, man. It's pretty big. It could actually be like almost as big. But I feel like there isn't like a person that broke through yet into the mainstream in terms of like a gear reviewer. You know what I mean? As big as Nut and Fancy and all these other guys are, right. there isn't that one person that has, has, you know what I mean? Has like gone viral per se or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's really interesting, man. Do you have any knives near you right now? Or are I you kind a, of like bare? <laughs> no, no, I have, I have a few. I actually have okay. one I, I, I pulled out specifically because it's headed to you next. What? What is that? That is Ooh. the Sakimi. Oh, Astacus. Astacus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, the Civivi Asticus. Is that how you pronounce I, I it? The Asticus. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's no Greek. Asticus, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Asticus. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm pretty oh. Asticus. 
And yeah. I'm saying that it's just stupid meme. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, man. Uh, you know what's uh, going? Dude, that looks so cool. Uh, what's the, what's the specs on that? D2, I'm assuming? D2? No, it's Damascus. Oh. Interestingly enough, I think they released the Damascus CF one, which this one is, and the D2 like base model at the same time, which they usually have a little bit of a delay. Um, I think these are like 78 bucks. It's a large knife, though. It's like it's not going to be a fish pod knife, so uh, you're going to have to... Uh, <laughs> three, three point, uh, I think it's 3.75 uh, blade. I, I, yeah. I, I was on that Civivi train for so long, man. It wasn't until I switched jobs that I was like, fuck, I can't afford to buy every Civivi now. You know what I mean? They keep, um, they keep pumping them out, you know? They keep pumping out too many of them. It was like one every month or so, and then all of a sudden it's like, these five models are now hitting dealer shelves tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I can't buy all of them. So, <laughs> Dude, I was when you trying to help you out. And, yeah. You know? I was when, trying to get some in your hands. <laughs> yeah, dude. When you tag them on Instagram, right, there's like, how, how many different, like, profiles? Like, I'm not sure which one. There's like, Gear, there's Civivi USA, there's like, Civivi Knife. Like, which one is the proper one to tag them? Do you know which one? I think it's the VV gear. Okay. Dude, Kaiser is the worst, though. Like, tagging Kaiser is freaking impossible. There's, like, seven, like, official Kaiser pages. Like, I don't know which one it is. Do you? Well, there's one that's, like, a fake Kaiser page. That That's the one I was tagging literally for, like, a year. I was tagging these guys, and they were reposting my stuff, and I was like, damn, Kaiser really loves me. And then one day I looked into it more, and I'm like, why does Kaiser only have, like, 2,000 followers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I, just I, some I, dude I, in the basement somewhere. <laughs> and I can never tell either, because, like, when I'm, when I'm tagging them, like, you, you can't look at how many followers they have. So, like, you yeah. just see the name, right? So I, I just yeah, take a exactly, guess, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's so funny. I have got, oh yeah, I, I remember talking to you about QSP, right? And you were like, you had some funny feelings about them. I've had some some ups and downs with QSP. <laughs> so not not bad ups and downs, but yeah, I had it's like um, weird. Just just the, like what we were talking about earlier, just a couple models that had up and down um, up and down kind of play, just not really secure lockup. And to their credit, I mean, I um, they reached out. I can't remember the name of the model that I reviewed, and they reached out about it and um, and said they were going to work on it. And I haven't gotten a new one since then. Definitely want to because I like the designs. But the first one I had from them, that really budget one called the Parrot, that knife, yeah. um, that knife's excellent. I mean, that's that's a really that's a really really good knife for like right around twenty bucks. Uh, like that one, but the one um, and it was sort of. It was sort of a bummer, and I don't know if I actually did a review on it, but the the one that was called the Nokomis, that Minnesota knife guy, do you know him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he designed that one, and I had three different ones as a frame lock, and none of them locked up quite right. And so I just had this, like, feeling. And then when I got the – I think it was the Mamba was the name that had the Raffir scales. Yes, yes, yes. Lock. That one – that one had some up and down as well, just like rock. But again, I'm sort of a, I'm sort of nitpicky when it comes to that. I just don't like it. Not even necessarily if it's not even as a security thing. It's just a, a, a preference, and I don't think it should be that way. And um, and I think that they've beat 
sort of shored things up from what I've heard from other people, but I haven't gotten a, um, a model from them recently. I think the Pelican is a new one, though, that I would very much like to the get. Pelican? I've got the Pelican? I've got the Penguin. I've got the Penguin. So this is the Penguin, right? Yes. And, that's, uh, what, there's a, is that a Micarta one? Uh, yeah, it's like a G in Micarta. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool, yeah. uh, pretty smooth action for something that's like $30, I think. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, I, I don't like the lanyard thing because I'm not a lanyard guy. But everything else about it, uh, it cuts well. You know, action's good. It, it looks really nice. Kelly picked it up and she was like, oh, shit, that's that's really cool. So, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I like that. I like their sort of like lower end stuff more. You know what I mean? Like like this is the um, the Harpy. First of all, the funniest thing about this is they spelled Harpy, H-R-P-Y-I-E, <laughs> on, on the sticker. <laughs> And everywhere, no, it's advertised as H H A R P Y, you know, of course. But it's just funny that on the main thing they do that. Uh, I ah, man, it's expensive, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. I I just don't know if I would buy this. I mean, like like this pocket clip thing is kind of weird. It's like they put it right there. I don't know if you can see that, but they yeah. clearly done something else. I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I definitely like their lower end stuff more. I think they kind of hit that like out of the park. But when it comes to the higher end stuff, like even the the puffin. Do you remember the puffin? I think it went around. I, the... I didn't get that one, but I I know of it. Yeah. Like yeah. where it had this weird thing, and they were claiming that it was supposed to be for um you know like a UK legal knife, and then Patty like hit me up, and he goes, "That's not true. It has a lock on it." And uh, it's really hard to open. You can't even slow roll it. It's impossible. It's like so uh, weird. You ha they, they said that they claim that you have to use two hands to open it. You know, I mean, it's it's cool. But again, like it's so expensive. I expect a certain level at anything over 100 bucks, you know, like something as simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what other yeah, things think, you got on you? Um, well, one, one more thing about QSP. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, the one thing that I really like about them is that they are trying to do stuff different in that in that more like affordable price range. And that's why I was super high on the Mamba like and, and the idea of it that, hey, we are doing something completely different with scales because the best techs of the world, the Civivis, like name the artisans, the CJR, everyone's doing D2 and G10 and really great action. And QSP seem to be trying to be a little more creative and stuff. And I really like that. And um, and I don't want to come off as a guy who's like bashing them because I, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there. There are just a couple things that I was hoping that they'd get a little more fixed. But mm -hmm. um, the other thing I have on me, the OG mini grip. Wow. I have yet to so, try that. So awesome. You've never tried a mini griptilian? I've never held a griptilian or a mini griptilian. Uh, I have. I have three Benchmades. I have the Grizzly Ridge. Mm -hmm. No, not, not, wait, is it the Grizzly? Yeah, it's the Grizzly Ridge. I have the Nakamura and I have the North Fork, right? So I, that's the only Benchmades I've tried, man. All right. So when I send you this, all right, when I send you, <laughs> when I send you, like, pucker up because you got an Asta kiss coming. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Yes. Yes. That's what, I, that's what I'm, when uh, I send you that, I'm going to throw, one of my many mini grips in with Whoa. it and you can you can try it out <laughs> yeah well i mean i got all the time to make videos now man it's crazy I, i'm definitely ramping up the schedule um do you do a lot of lives on youtube 
I do none. None. I've never done one because, like I said, the, the internet. Like I, I can't, I can't stream very well, and that's one of the things that I, I'd, I'd like to get towards. You know, is sort of, but I don't know. I'm going to transition to something completely different now, I guess. But, um, but one of the things that you see on like some channels is. Some people watch certain channels for the people who run the channel and some people just watch those channels for the product, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, what I found like Cutlery Lover is a great example who he was a guy that I got into. Yeah. Who, I mean, originally like people were just watching because they wanted knife reviews, but now like he is the subject matter, like what's going on in his life, what, whatever else he does and people keep watching. And I wanted to do something in order to, not necessarily transition to making it about me because like the star of the channel has always been the knife. Like that's, that's what it's about. But I do want to like inject a little more personality. And I think those live videos, whenever I'm on them, when Zach does them or big red or, um, geez, uh, slicey for is doing them. Like everyone. Yeah. Slicey. I've only been on a couple of slices. He always, he always plans them when I'm like doing stuff like always, but, um, but I wanted to do something like that to sort of start to, to show a little bit more about myself. And that's sort of been one of the goals of the channel is to just have that sort of distinction and not necessarily always make it about just the knife, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, that's actually how I run mine. I mean, some would say that this is completely personality driven, like the channel, because I don't know a yeah. lot. I'm not uh, like you're not coming to EDCC to like get this in-depth review. It's like, what is this newcomer like? Think about it. And he's going to show it to you in a cool way. That's really what it's always been. The podcast has helped me um, reach people in a different way because I'm literally I've not missed a week since I started it. Right. I think after the podcast that I did this week and you. I think I'm up to episode 31 or 32 and I have not missed a week. Every week I do maybe an hour and um, people have like felt closer to me. Uh, people send me stuff, dude, to keep like really like I, I, I am shocked that people would give me stuff or, or even send me stuff to 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 check out like this guy. Right. Look at this. Look at this CKF, bro. This is Custom Knife Factory Morph 5. And this dude was like, oh, I just want you to check it out for a little bit. He sends me this. And then he sends me an Alexander Cheburkov, who I don't even know who that is. Strige, uh, <laughs> large Strige. This package, which was almost lost, by the way, because it was too big to fit in my mailbox. It was like over 700 bucks. And I, I don't know this guy that well. He's been... um sort of a, a viewer of mine for a couple of months, but we got really tight because he wanted me to like, check. I forgot what knife he sent me, man. He wanted me to review some, I think it was the Kapara. And then he, he sent me something else and he wanted me to do like a dual video. And then after that, he was like, hey, let's keep it going. Let's make ideas. So this time he was like, I'm going to send you knives from Russia and we're just going to call it like some, you know, like from Russia with knives or something like that, like kind of series or whatever. But it's just crazy that since the podcast happened, I think that's how I got people to feel closer and like trust me more. And dude, people already trust you. So if you were to do something like, let's say you did like a 30 minute to an hour thing where you kind of just talk into the camera about stuff that you're into for the week, I'm 100% sure uh -huh. people would tune in. Look at Patty. 
Patty started a freaking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yo, Patty has like skyrocketed, right? It's crazy. See, but Patty, Patty was like built for that though, because Patty is, I mean, Patty's content, like, he has such, like, I guess fervor is like, like the people who follow him are like crazy for his channel and they're like committed. And it's like, I mean, I think there's more notification bells going off when he posts a video than anyone, because like he immediately has like all these views and all these likes and the people who are like a hundred percent on board, you know, they're, they're, they're there for him, you know, and that's awesome. I mean, he's a guy with some good knowledge and, and also like his, his reviews. And when he talks about knives, you know, he always has his flair that he adds to it, which, you know, it it, um, it sort of makes it like perfect for him to do something like that. You know, the two the two podcasts of yours that I watched most recently, I was going to a, a show, a knife show, actually, about an hour and change away. And on the way down, I will listen to the Blade Banter one in the car. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, I listened to the Neves Knives one. Oh, and thanks, man. Both of those, both of those guys, like, I, I think I clocked it in. You were at like. 21 minutes in with blade banter or something is when you told him he needed to start one. And I think it was like yeah. three minutes in with these guys. You're like, you need to start one. So, so we made it to that point in this podcast, right? Yeah. Look, dude, I've, I just, it's a model that has worked for every niche on YouTube, every single one. All the cinematographers have podcasts, all the comedians have podcasts, all the vloggers have podcasts. Uh, people that review movies do podcasts together, right? Like p- horror people. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. But I know there are there are uh, EDC podcasts. You know, Knife Junkies is one of them. But I seldom see uh, knife reviewers or gear review people like do each other's podcasts. Like for example, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you worked really hard on a video, or like let's let's use Blade Banner as an example. He's designing a knife right now, right? He's designing a knife right now. Um, let's say it's about to come out. Wouldn't it be great if he could go to, let's say Saturday Night Live with Big Red became a podcast. Wouldn't it be great if he could go to Saturday Night Live? He could go on EDCCP. He could go on JT's Knife Live. He could go on all the, just to say, hey man, this my knife is coming out. Uh, if you yeah. are into my stuff and you want to support me, that is really what I wanted to use it for, is to, for us to grow together, right? Because um, no one is going to lose subscribers. That's not going to happen. If anything, you're just going to gain more that you didn't have and you're going to be able to bring your message out in just a way that you weren't before. And, and I think that like knife reviewers are kind of perfect for this because the people that watch us kind of like watch us for us. That's how I feel. I, I know that the, the expertise is there, but they would be really into that, man. It, it's, a, it's a model that has worked for every niche group out there is that everyone does each other podcasts. You do a video in audio format, and then when you have something to promote, like let's say that you design something, like like imagine um, who's uh designing and producing stuff right now a lot. Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Zelric. New knife is coming out. He does Stasis podcast or yours, and then he says, "Hey, the Roxy Five is coming out. If you like the Roxy One, this one is sort of in between three and a half and four inch blade, whatever, whatever it is, right?" It'll reach more people than just trying to advertise because I feel like the knife community is so content creator driven, right, in a way. 
You know what I mean? Like like Nick Shabazz reviewing something could definitely generate like huge sales for a knife. I mean, the um, TRM is like one of the companies that has seen that happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so yeah. that model would would just bring a new sort of thing to the community that I think people would really like, man. In the beginning, when I did this podcast, I was like, who the hell is going to listen to this? Who the fuck's going to listen to this? But, um, you know, there are new people coming out all the time saying like, dude, I love this show. Like, I wish more people would do this, like long form video and audio content, you know, with the people that they watch anyway. You should do it. You know, the, the thing, <laughs> the thing that's really, um, the thing that's great about it already that I've noticed just in this conversation is you can have a bunch of opinions that if maybe you recorded a video and put it on YouTube as just like, hey, my thoughts about QSP, right? Like maybe that video would generate a little bit of um, not necessarily like like uh, bad feedback, but people might take it the wrong way where like in a conversation setting, more casual, you know, I'm not coming out and blasting QSP. I'm not saying that they suck. We're sort of hashing it out just in a conversation. Mm -hmm. You can get a better understanding of how I really feel about it. Whereas if you log into YouTube and you see JT's video about, oh, my thoughts on QSP, and then it's like their lockup sucks and blah, 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 blah. You know, you might like, it, it becomes a more concrete and like almost harsh statement than just having a conversation where you know someone listening in can get an understanding of what the real feelings are there so yeah i mean that's very appealing that idea that you can um, have those kind of conversations and get all these thoughts and opinions out that don't really have a place in just a posted video maybe if that makes sense yeah man i i think it's just a medium that um i think some of us are already doing it like with these lives a podcast is just alive without the audience Right. Um, and if you have a guest, uh, I, I feel things go even smoother. Uh, what's cool is uh, I, did, I just did a podcast with Kelly. Right. And um, I did a community post, which I never do. I, I think I should on YouTube more where I ask for questions and then I ask for questions on the uh, on the Instagram. Right. And I, I was I was already thinking like no one's going to respond on the YouTube. And they, a lot of people responded after I already did the podcast. So people are into it, man. People are into it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, that'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, Who is your favorite person to watch? Like, if you were, yeah, like, like who, like who, which videos I can already tell you mine, like my, um, I like watching advice, advanced knife bro a lot just because like, I know how much work he's putting into it. You know, as someone who edits a lot too, this guy is like planning his shots out. He's, he has this dry humor going and, uh, mm -hmm. I, I just really appreciate the hustle, man. So I don't watch a lot of knife content. Like I'll check out one of, uh, my friend's videos like yours or big reds when I, when I see it and I have time. Um, but yeah, when I watch a knife advanced knife for a video, I'm like, holy shit, this guy did a lot to make this, you know? Yeah. It, for me, it depends on what I'm looking for. You know, if yeah. I'm looking for entertainment, you know, like, like, there are a few videos, a few a few people that when they post a video, I almost always watch it no matter what. Like so, no matter what Jack Farmboy does, I'm gonna click on it and see even if it's a model I have zero interest in. I'm gonna see how what his presentation was. Tell it's um. I mean, when you were doing like, he's more awesome. And more I love him. Like, like, it, was, it was always that way with you too. Uh, I think if I'm looking for information, like if I'm looking for just 
a review about a knife that maybe I wasn't going to like buy or you know didn't have plans to get. Slicey Dicey, I, I think, is, is pretty darn solid in the way that he does his reviews. I, I like watching his reviews. He also gives me the information that is relevant to me. He and I like yep. like we just posted our top ten EDCs of all time, and it's it's like and every year when we do our like top ten of the year, it's always like, damn it, dude, like you really just put that knife number one, like dude, I was I was put that knife number one. Do you know what I mean? We have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taste, so, so that's appealing in that I can watch his channel, and if he says that he likes something, then like I'm probably gonna like it. Yeah, I I have yet to try a knife that Slicey has has uh, reviewed. Oh, there's the pup. <laughs> that I haven't liked. Like everything that I've picked up, you know. <laughs> hey, pup, what's going on? Yeah, do you want them? I'll, I'll, I'll put them in with the with the Astacus and the mini grip. <laughs> shove, shove them into That's... a priority mailbox. How many dogs do you have? How many? You have two dogs. I have, I have two dogs, two cats, one wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of dogs are they? Are they a uh, mixed breed or? Yeah, they're mixed. One's a puggle and one's a, like a collie mix. They're they're little. Yeah, they're adorable. I've got those yeah, two giant awesome. cats that you see on my Instagram sometimes. Uh, both fifteen pounders. They're huge, dude. It's like I have cat hair everywhere. But yeah, we 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 love animals yeah. here in my house. That's definitely one of the things that I think why I'm like doing so well being cooped up. I have not stepped outside since Monday. And I'm like, great. I'm not like depressed. I'm not like anything. I'm eating. I have food. I have, I have two animals and I have a girlfriend. I have all these <laughs> DVDs in the back if internet goes out. I have Netflix. I have Shutter. I have Hulu. I have Amazon Prime. So I'm just like chilling at home. And the animals definitely are an added thing of entertainment. So it's cool. Um, uh, back to the thing we were talking about before the dog bark. You said you like Slicey, right? That's like what you look for if you're thinking about picking up something or he reviews a knife that um, you were on the fence about. Dude, if you yeah. and Slicey did a podcast, it would blow up the community. Like people would just like lose their shit, I think. He is he is one of the more interesting guys, I think, in the community because I had a certain I had a certain idea of what he would be like when uh just from watching his videos and then when i met him last year at blade show it was like completely different he really? looked completely different than what he would look like he um he acted like he's he, i knew it was like a sarcastic kind of guy but he's a lot more like like his humor that he gets across on screen and that he has in person is a lot more similar to mine even mm -hmm. though like maybe in my videos it doesn't come out as much kind of thing so, I mean, I, I hit it off with him. I, I liked him a lot. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, after I did the podcast with him, I was like, man, it would be so much fun to, to hang out with him. Because, like, in person, I am an absolute terrible excuse for a human being. Like, I'm really sarcastic. I have dark humor. You know, I'm always joking around. I make people uncomfortable with race jokes about Asians. People are like, oh, shit, I don't want to touch that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm always joking, you know? And uh, doing that podcast with Slicey, I was like, oh, man, I'd probably get along with him real well. Which is, like, kind of sad that I don't know if Blade is going to happen. I don't even know if people would go to Blade. Right? Yeah. Like, people would go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a friend of mine who was like, hey, um, you know, a lot of these manufacturers in China that I'm hooked up with, uh, they're going to have trouble getting people here to like represent them at the booth if Blade happens. 
And he was like, yeah, he was like, yo, if they paid for your flight, like, would you help them? Like, by, like, working a booth since you're already stateside and stuff. And I was like, look, I don't know jack shit, but, man, I'll wear a bikini top for CGRB or Artisan, bro. Just, like, pay for the (laughs) flight and hotel. I'll be like, you know? (laughs) I would totally do that, though. That'd be so cool, man. How was Blade? I know you went. How many years have you gone? I I just went the last two years, but I went um I went to Blade Show West a couple years ago too. Uh, yeah. It's great. The thing the thing that's awesome about it, and you know, from a creating standpoint, the interaction that we have, you know, like in messages or emails or whatever it is, back and forth or in comments of our videos and Instagram, whatever it is, um, there's so much of that, and then you realize you're actually going to meet these people and see them and talk to them face to face, you know, like for people who are watching right now, like they probably don't really have an understanding, but like, we've never really had a conversation before, like ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, not, not, not this long. Uh, I I did know though, that this was going to be a pretty smooth podcast because we've had a lot of interactions on Instagram. You were one of the guys that inspired me to keep going even like with the channel. Um, Because I started almost the same time as you and Patty. I think you were a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember we were watching Fun With Knives all the time. That was like one yeah. of the things. Yeah, um, man. Nice, that's man. back in the day, yo. And um, yeah. I, I remember uh, I took a hiatus and you guys just like whoosh, kept going and going. And then I see all my buddies like, I'm like, oh, shit, man. You guys are like almost at 10K. Like, you know what I mean? Like getting close, you know? I made... I made myself, and I don't know if everyone does stuff like this, but I made myself a number of like promises when I started my channel. You know, and I made the first couple videos without even a tripod, it was like handheld. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. Like, this is how I'm gonna do it. And these are the things I'm not gonna compromise. Like, this is how I want it to be. And one of them was, it's two videos a week, like, no matter what, at least. So we're not going to do these big gaps. We're not going to take breaks. If, it, if we need to take a break, then we're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that's, and I've never taken a break. You know, I've, I've gone maybe four or five days without a video when, like, things come up. And then I try to pump a couple out to, like, keep something consistent. But never, you know, never really wanted to compromise that stuff. Like, wanted to commit to doing it a certain way. And there's, there's a ton of things that when it comes to, like, how... I do things on my channel that are just these principles that you don't really share with people, but like, that's how I wanted it. I wanted to make sure that if I was going to be invested in it, that I was going to like, keep doing it because if it gets to the point where I need to take a break, then I just need to be done. You know, like I don't, I, I don't, um, if, if I don't have the passion to keep going, then, you know, then I, I don't want to be the guy and, and no, no offense to fun with knives. Cause I, I love the guy and he was such an inspiration for my channel, but, um, but I don't want to be the guy who like goes and then comes back and then, you know, what, is ha- what happened to him? Do you know what well, happened? Well, he was a kid. He was a kid, kid. I mean, he's in yeah. college. So, yeah, dude. I mean, so, so rightfully so, you know what I mean? But I start, but I started mine at the age of 32 or whatever I was. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go until it's not fun anymore until I don't want to do it. And then it's going to be done like black and white. So. How does how it feel for you now? Um, you have way more subscribers, way more people tuning in. Um, just a mention of your name in any of the videos is like, oh, I, lo- I love that guy. I love his videos, man. Like I've never heard one person go like, I disagree with him. 
Uh, how does it feel for you now? Are you still as passionate about doing it? Do you feel like it's dying down? Um, that aspect of people like knowing who I am and that sort of no, thing I mean, is like, a little... Are you still passionate about the uh, like creating oh, content? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, like there, there are different things that I focus on now. You know, there's different things about it that, you know, like I still get excited about the knives. And that's really... Yeah. That, that's really the most important part, right? And and I didn't start making videos and decide to like begin the channel because I had an opinion that I thought people had to hear. Like that that wasn't it. I just I wanted to connect. You know, I wasn't on forums. I'm still not on any forums. I've I've never really been that guy. I wasn't on Instagram at the time, so I had no one like I had all these like ideas and this this stuff I wanted to share, but I didn't want to just be a guy in the comments. Like I, I wanted to like build my own thing and like build my own relationships and as far as that goes it's, it's worked amazingly you know mm -hmm. subscribers it, is anything on my channel different from where i am now versus five thousand subscribers ago no it's not like i you know people talk about the subscribers but if you look at the numbers like the vast majority of people who watch aren't subbed first of all mm -hmm. and and even and even more than that, like it, it just doesn't impact how I decide what I want to do. And at maybe at one point when I was like new to it, and maybe like I chased one thousand for sure because I was stoked about that. And two, Same. one and two thousand were like big numbers. And then obviously when you get to five, but between two and five, and since five, it's just it's just a just a day. You know, it's just a day where a, where a number happens and it doesn't like like there are channels that are fantastic that uh, have 40 subscribers. And there are channels that really suck that have 20,000. So, you know, like, like when you put when you put so much merit into those kind of results, I think you're sort of missing what really matters. And what matters is like I'm going to make the kind of video that I want to make. And if people throw shit at it, they can. If people really get into it because of whatever I'm talking about or, you know, any other reason, that's great too, you know? And certainly you want to please the audience that you have and I'm not going to, you know, do something like a complete 180 and, and change everything that I'm doing just, you know, because I feel like it. But, you know, you still have to be true to yourself at the end of the day. Do you want to talk about um, the sort of like light transitioning into other stuff that you are thinking about doing, it, or do you want to keep that kind of hush hush? No, it, it's if you do, it's okay. Because you, you, you were like, oh, I'm thinking about like doing other stuff on the channel that like kind of, um, you know, puts a little more of my personality into it. Is it like the same kind of content, or are you going to talk about like being a dad or something like? No, no, it's it's not like a shift in like subject matter. It was like I had posted a couple of videos where I was on camera, like, and this was about a year ago. And people posted in the comments like, "Oh, thank, like, thank you for for taking the leap and and being in front of like it was a big deal." And I, mm -hmm. and my response was like, "That's not a big deal. It's just a pain <laughs> in the ass for me to film that way. Like, it sucks." <laughs> And I can't see what I'm doing and the video quality isn't as good and the sound sucks. And like, that's why I'm not on camera. It's, it wasn't a, it wasn't a personal decision to like stay hidden, you know, and, and, but people had this perspective of it. And in the past couple of months, I've tried to post like a couple of things with me in front of the camera, obviously this, and I did a, um, a video with night, uh, 
knife beater. Yeah, knife beater. Or like it, I was knife. It was knife beater. Yeah, knife beater. Jay, right? Yeah, Jay. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just trying to trying to infuse a little bit more personality. And I'm not going to make like, hey, let's talk about Star Wars conspiracy theories or anything like. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> gonna, It's all going to be nice related, but I think people would tune into that. Honestly, no, for real, like um, uh, the, the thing with with I think where you're at, this is like from my perspective is I feel like you could do anything like it, you would keep the knife stuff, of course, because that's like your hobby, your passion. Right. But if you wanted to, like, talk about anything, I think people would tune in, dude. Those core people that are there that you see every time you post a video, they're going to be there no matter what. You know, um, I just did an unboxing of all this stuff that my friend like gave gave me uh, my friend at the gaming industry that he gave me like this and all this other stuff. I'm going to post that tomorrow. He sent me video games, World of Warcraft playing cards, glow sticks, a cookbook from Overwatch, like all this, you know, gaming industry stuff. And uh, I think people are still going to watch it, even though it's not knife related. You know, I, the only knife related thing was I opened it up with the, the harpy. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I think. I think that uh, we, I don't want to like be cocky and say that we don't give ourselves enough credit by the amount of people that we touch with these videos, because I definitely feel like I am digital friends with some of these people. I see them every week or every video. Um, You know, sometimes I can tell like they're just trying to encourage me, right? And uh, but yeah, I definitely feel close to the people that watch us. I mean, do you feel that sort of sense of camaraderie? Well, you mean the people like in my comments on yeah, my yeah, videos? yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's yeah, man. there's so many of them. But what, what's what's interesting is you'll see people like sort of come and go and come mm-hmm. back. Yeah, you know, there'll be there's a there's a few people who were like post like commenting on every video for like a year and then they leave and then like six months later like oh dude good to hear from you again how are you you know and when you recognize that and like and have those uh those interactions i think i think people understand and, and appreciate that you know and and that's like again that was the thing that really drove me was to, to have that feedback about hey i like you know I hate this carbon fiber on this knife because it's so slick. Like, what are your thoughts in the comments? People say, well, you're wrong for this reason or you're right for this reason. Yeah. Like, that's what it was all about for me. Like, because I didn't have anyone to like, like bounce that idea kind of thing off of. And, and so, yeah, the stuff with like the people in the comments and building those relationships and seeing people been with me the whole time. And one mm-hmm. of the guys who, one of the guys who still like pops up every now and then he was like one of my first 10 subscribers and it's still Whoa. like still here, you know, Whoa. I mean, it's still like watching the channel every now and then and, and like just keeping up and you feel like even though you don't know anything about these people's lives, you feel that like sense of camaraderie that you're sort of all in it together for the, whatever that means, you know? Yeah, man. You know, the crazy thing for me is like my first few subscribers were you guys. Love their yeah. knives, fun with knives. You, Patty, uh, Stasa, right? Blade Banner. Well, like my fr- in my first fifty, I think, man. When I didn't even know, and then like it, it definitely inspires me when you know. And it's so funny because uh, Slicey Dicey was like, "Oh, I, I compare my shit to everybody else's, man." Because <laughs> I'm always like looking at people's numbers. I'm like, "Oh my God, Patty's such a beast now. He's like so huge," you know. And a lot of my buddies are like these up and coming like monsters in the space, you know. That I I know have a career 
in like the EDC YouTube space or whatever. Uh, you you mm-hmm. monetize your channels, yes? No. I have not monetized yet either. I have no. not. Uh, would, you, would you ever consider doing like a Patreon or something? Or were you? So a lot of the page, the Patreon models that I like, um, are you you reward your Patreon subscribers with something. Like for example, I would create a video that I would only put on Patreon, right? Let's say like I had a knife that I liked. I didn't have enough time to do a full like what's dope about it. What's that 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 shit takes me like at least a day to film and another day to edit. Right any of those but you know just my thoughts on something um you know started at like a dollar or like five bucks or whatever for the premium or something like that um a lot of the podcasters that i follow do that like they'll have another 30 to 40 minute podcast on the patreon per week and that would help the channel because i don't know if i should monetize or not man you know i I put a lot of clips in my podcast and my videos that are like funny you know like or maybe Mm -hmm. a trailer to a movie that might like fuck my shit up if I don't, you know, if I, um, if I monetize, they might say you can't have that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if, but I, I feel like I want to find a way to kind of like monetize the channel so I could like upgrade it more. Like I, I concentrate on channel upgrades, like a better camera. Like I would love to have like a sick camera and do like really cool shots of knives. That's kind of the direction I want to head in, you know, kind of like what Advanced Knife Bro does. Yeah, and I just don't know. That's interesting. I thought that you monetize. I couldn't tell because I have YouTube Premium, so I never see the commercials, you know? Um, yeah, it was something, and that was a, another thing that was just, that's always sort of been important to me was when it got to the point where I thought that maybe I would do it. I really thought about it, and it, there wasn't a way for me to do that and still stay separate from like the idea that I don't want there to be like a big money kind of focus on the mm-hmm. channel at all. And I understand yeah. like some, some guys that I know when they monetize, they take that money and they do like giveaways with it. And that's mm-hmm. cool. Like Zach, um, like Zach. I don't, I, yeah. Uh, personally. And like, I almost don't even notice ads anymore. So I, I get it. Like, like I don't think it's an evil thing to do. Just isn't for me. If you want to watch yeah. my video, like you don't have to see a tampon commercial before you watch it, or whatever it is. And and I mean, then that's just like if there was a huge benefit to it, like a huge benefit. Like if I if if I was turning down like thousands of dollars, then it would be something that you definitely would reconsider. Um, but dude, but you're about to be a dad, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, cause like I follow a lot of these YouTube monsters that YouTubing and content creation is their main gig. Right. right. Um, and, uh, I know a lot about, about a, a lot of, I can't even talk right now. I know a lot about that world and, uh, how much you could make. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of money on the table that a lot of them use to, to make the channel bigger and better. You know, they also use some to help them, of course. Like, people are hounding me to make merch. Like, I don't have stickers. I don't have... They're like, where's the ATR 13 MOV shirt? You know, like, all this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, how to... You know, I don't know what to do because I don't have the money, really, to do R&D and stuff. Like, I'll have to contact the designer. I want to do it right, yeah. you know? Because if I'm going to make a logo, it has to be fresh, man. EDCC is fresh, you know? So, like, uh, it, yeah, that's I, the it, thing. Yeah, and I don't. That's why I don't have a logo. So like, I have stickers, but it's like a picture with like, like with the channel name. That's it. Like, I don't have a logo. I haven't. I, 
been doing this for a while. I haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah, man. But we, I, even, yeah. even stuff like stickers, I just, I just struggle with that, man. I struggle with the idea that like that people should pay money for anything associated with me. You mean like if you like my channel enough that you want a sticker from my channel that I had made, like. I'm going to say like, send me three bucks and I'll send you the sticker. What I did. And actually this is a perfect, this is a perfect time to bring it up. And because I, I think I, I said it in a video, but no one really watched that video, whatever it was, but um, like my stickers, which anytime anyone asked for them, I just sent them one and I still will do that. I'll just send you a sticker, but anyone who wants to, at this point, I'm taking donations ongoing for all time that the donation that anytime someone gets a sticker if they give me like three five bucks whatever for it that's going to go to nick my face family too so just Whoa. perpetually like anytime anytime anyone um wants to like throw a couple bucks into the hat just for a sticker like that's where that money's going and so like that money will go into buying more stickers once i run out and sort of just perpetuate you know be able to give them something just always moving forward you know that's so amazing that man. that's how that's how I was able to rationalize, like asking for money for it. But when it comes, like, dude, you you want you're gonna watch, you're gonna take time out of my day and choose my channel over everybody else's, and like, dude, there's so much stuff to watch. You know, you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sit through a 20 minute video where literally I I go off on tangents like four or five times, and then you're gonna ask me for a sticker, and I'm gonna tell you to PayPal me three bucks. No, like, yeah. if you support the channel by watching it and you want a sticker, I will get you a sticker. Yeah, and that's that's sort of been the mentality and and again it's not i'm not posting that but that's but that's how it is you know and and it's hard for me to say that like a patreon thing hard for me to say oh well you should pay me because this content is worth that not that it isn't and not that i don't create good content but i think there's a level of ego in there that i just don't want to get into i'd rather yeah. I'd, I'd rather miss out on a little bit of money than um than push too far because i've been on the other side of that and i've seen some channels that i used to follow some that that got big and all of a sudden you're like the the integrity gets compromised sometimes yeah. when money gets involved so and i'd rather I mean, err on the side of caution what if you were able to do content creation as a full-time job like it totally knocked like the amount of money you're making in the industry you're in now like and it was mm -hmm. like oh shit like i could you know what i mean where i like i could stay home more and like be around the kiddo and stuff like that um that's really the thing for me is like i when i talk to slicey I, he's like you dude i have like seven jobs you know what i mean i don't have a main gig and i was like that's exactly where i want to be i want to do like several sources of income giving me the creative freedom to plan out my day because what i noticed is like i'm more disciplined now like i'm staying home now but i i, I post like once a day for both a list and myself right i do several stories i create youtubes i do podcasts i'm doing for both channels so it's like now that i'm home um i i schedule myself better now you know what i mean than i did when i had a job so I don't know, maybe that's just the thing. And Slicey is like, yeah, I make like, I make like 250 or more or, or so like doing a, uh, like, like a standup gig maybe. And then maybe I'll get like a few hundred bucks from this. And then I get knives at wholesale and then I resell them when I, I'm finished reviewing them. Like things like that. I'm like, yo, that's so dope to have that like kind of flow, you know? And then he makes money on the channel a little bit. 
that's kind of like where I kind of want to head, I guess, you know, if you could do content creation as a living, would you do it? Um, I might, you know, if I could figure out what that would look like, but there's no hurry for it either. You know, I'm, I'm, and, and that's sort of why I haven't pushed into like trying to go further with it. That's why I don't have any like paid partnerships or that's why like, like no one sends me knives for free to, to review. I, I have the apex pass around group, thankfully. And that's, that can get a couple more knives in my hands, but I've, I've never been the guy to like reach out and make those connections. So whatever happens, if it happens in its own time, it does, you know, I'm, I'm 35. I don't feel old. I don't, I don't feel like there's, I don't feel like if I don't take advantage of an opportunity that's here now, that it's going to go away. So if I ever like feel like I could push into something and make it a career, then maybe down the road I will, but I'm just still just having fun doing what I'm doing, you know? That's the important thing, man. How has growth been so far? I mean, uh, what are you what are you at now? For sub- subscribers, um, over seven thousand, like seventy one, I think. Every time, like I see you, right? You're like, all my homies are like doing a giveaway for the the new mark or whatever, and I'm like, fuck, I'm just trying to get to thirteen hundred right now. Like, <laughs> how has growth been for you? Is it has it kind of like uh, bottomed off? You 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 know how much you're getting each time, or you do you still have peaks and valleys? It's re- remarkably consistent, just with some peaks and valleys, but um, but it's not like it's not like I reached a certain point and then it exponentially started growing faster. You know, the channel has just grown at a pretty, pretty steady pace, like all the, all the way. There were a couple months, I think like last year where it was just nothing. And yeah. I was like, and I was I'm in that. And right. I mean, it was, it was to the point where I paid attention to it, where I was like, shit, what am I doing? I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Cause I mean, I was going in and I'm like seeing like dips and I'm like, shit, like, like, like is YouTube like cleaning out like bot accounts or something or like, you know, uh, I, you know, and, and that stuff happens. And, and when it does, it just like you look at yourself and you're like, no, I'm I made a video. It might not have been about a knife that people really like that much, but I made a good video. And whatever the result is, as far as subscribers go, it's fine. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like and I understand when 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 you're in a different perspective and once like. Like I've reached a spot that I never thought I would reach, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not some massive channel, but I never thought I'd be here. And so I, I do have the luxury of like being able to care less. And when when you're trying to get to a certain point, like I, I understand that like enthusiasm about it, but nothing changed when I got to that point. <laughs> so yeah. so like looking back on it, it's like, all right, well, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And I mean, I see a steady growth and sometimes I see a big spike if someone gives me a shout out or, you know, if I post like, well, you know, what I noticed the past couple of videos that I posted and, and maybe it's just because everyone's um, coronavirus <laughs> like yeah. like mm-hmm. locked down. But the past couple of videos I posted are getting like an unusual amount of views, you know, just a lot of them. I've and seen an uptick. Yeah. Subscribers in the past couple of days has like really seen an uptick. Right. But, like. Does that mean like if I posted more videos like that, like I could just post a whole bunch of top 10 videos and and try to like get more, you know, but that's not what I want to do. Right. Like you can you can try to manipulate it. But if you do that, you go too far and end up having a channel that wasn't what you wanted anymore. So I don't know. 
Damn, good guy, JT, man. It was awesome to have you <laughs> on the podcast. I could, t- I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I have to see what my girl is doing. Um, before we go, is there anything mm-hmm. you want to plug? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Are there any cool new projects that people could expect that should look out for? Any cool knives, maybe? Man, like, what do what do I have going on? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything really special going on. I'm I'm in the middle of a big transition. I think tonight I'm filming my last videos um, in my old like room before I before that becomes a baby room and I come out here and um and start filming in a new spot. So no, I don't I don't really have anything to plug. Just uh just no, I don't. I don't, so I don't that's know what to just, say. Uh... <laughs> JT's Knife Life on Instagram, JT's Knife Life on YouTube, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody give the man a round of applause. This is my buddy, JT. Thank you for doing this, man. And uh, this is your boy in the NYC. And this is the EDCCP saying peace. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.